I don't give shitty podcasts. If a good man comes to me and says, thank you, Danny, for the opportunity and continued support in the podcast-related arena, but I've done that, I want to better myself, I want to move on, then I can make that dream come true, a.k.a. for you. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so welcome to the first edition of the Wernham Blog Office Podcast, dedicated to the UK edition of The Office. Uh, My name is James. With me, we have Seth. I'm Seth, indeed. Jack. Hello. And Danny. Oh, can you audio <laughs> for me? <laughs> more from him later. Yeah, we'll be hearing more from him later. More of those. <laughs> so this is our first stab at a podcast. We're lifelong fans of the show and we just wanted to really talk about it. I suppose have an excuse to talk about it. We do it all the time. We do it online. So I think one of the reasons we uh, know each other quite well and one of the reasons we talk about The Office so much is because about five years ago we started a group on Facebook, uh, the UK Office Greatest Quotes, and... We realise that basically everybody else in the country likes to quote the office as much as we do. Especially people of our age. Especially people that join a group devoted to quoting the office. So basically we've now got like a fan base and a listenership. Literally a sin to waste. You know, they've seen us, they've seen all these funny guys doing these quotes and they're saying, yeah, what else have you got? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We had a thought not long ago about basically doing a podcast and just seeing how that goes. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about each episode one by one and just so have each, our... ep- each episode of the podcast correlates to each episode of the show correct yes that's that's right we're going to start with the first episode and i guess it's a it's a critique it's an analysis it's yeah it's mm. a, a bit of a laugh they might be a bit of a laugh bit of a laugh <laughs> let's not forget it actually opened to mixed reviews see i wasn't lucky enough to actually watch this from the beginning i must say a lot of people have this conversation about was it when did you realize it wasn't actually a yeah. a, a, doc, a documentary and it was actually a real show because I, I think i came into it halfway through series one after having somebody spoil the surprise for me yeah so, so any you, of you came guys... in knowing that it was right yeah did any yeah. of you guys actually know that it was a comedy when you first saw it or did you no. think it you didn't I, I came into it thinking it was just yeah another one of these docu-soaps that was on so much in the late 90s early 2000s the market was saturated with those yeah, docu-soaps yeah, 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 yeah. that's the thing the, that's what's the, the airport the airport yeah. was huge yeah. driving yeah. school driving school <laughs> <laughs> driving school yeah what happened to them and they were these sort of budding celebrities were just popping up all over the place it was almost yeah. before reality TV though. it was but just before the big reality and TV and this is the thing and there was no I mean they, they were famous for like a night but there was mm. no intention but they would then go on to have careers afterwards and that was kind of like the, the yeah. thing and that's the context for David Brent I think that yeah. Like, he's someone who will get famous through, in the reality of the world where The Office is an actual documentary. Mm. This guy, David Brent, would be famous for the night or for the run of the show, the six weeks of the show. Yeah. But then, kind of, that would be it. Whereas now, you know... He'd be on Celebrity of, Big Brother, yeah, exactly, he'd be on the exactly, I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. Play with later on, it's yeah. interesting, because they do follow that, that, that through with extras, don't they? Because that's almost... This was well, the, exactly. the very early days of reality TV, was, was sort of this... This extras piece where this this guy will do anything to get on telly, and then suddenly he gets the opportunity to go on Big Brother, and it was well, yeah, I mean it's a through line in uh, Gervais, well definitely Gervais, but Gervais yeah. Merchant's mm. work, isn't it? Kind of it, kind of des- that, desperation yeah. for fame, and fame desperate, fame hungry characters, and what yeah, that does exactly. to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And I think that's why The Office now looks quite dated because it's very of its time in that respect. Yeah, I mean if you're going to make it, it's kind of what Gervais tried to do with the Life on the Road movie, isn't it? Like if you were going to, if The Office was to come out now. 
it would be a completely different beast. It'd be mm. like, it would just David Brett would be a different kind of person. He would be aware, like probably an episode where he goes on Instagram or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tries to get yeah, Instagram, well, exactly. Yeah. I think Post his stuff on YouTube, his songs. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When um, yeah, I, I first watched it, I already, I, I already knew Ricky Gervais from. He'd been on the Eleven O'clock Show, and mm. I'd, I'd watched meet Ricky Gervais when it was on TV I think I was like one of the only people was that a second of the 11 o'clock show no so on the 11 o'clock show he was doing like a 10 minute thing where he was like a really un-PC kind of um, news reporter kind of he he was like a cultural reporter Mm -hmm. and then off that he kind of carried on that kind of un-PC character of the fake Ricky Gervais into um, a talk show which was meet Ricky Gervais which Mm. was at the time, I thought it was hilarious. I was like, what, 15 or something? I'd mm. stay up late and watch it on Friday night. quite crude, wasn't it? It was crude. Remember, and it, yeah. he had terrible mm. guests, though. This is the thing. Like, yeah. Jimmy Savile and Alan yeah. Titchmarsh. Peter Purvis. <laughs> Peter Purvis. Yeah, it was just awful. I don't even know why. I, I mean, yeah, it's it terrible. Watching back on YouTube. John Noakes. <laughs> I remember when I was at university, I tried. I was like, oh, let's, let's, you, should, you guys should watch Meet Ricky Gervais. It was hilarious. Mm. And I showed it to my office-loving mates, and it was... It was just terrible. I hate that yeah. when that happens. When you yeah. when you love yeah, yeah, something, yeah, yeah. and have such fond memories of it, and it just falls completely flat. And then you watch back, flat. you're like, oh, was it? Oh. Yeah. yeah, and you're sort of like, having second thoughts when you're watching it. Yeah, with and them I was like, oh, sorry for showing this to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So when I watched The Office, I yeah, I was aware that it was a, a, a sitcom. Yeah. But I don't know if it was because you were saying like, oh, um, you had the surprise spoil for you. But I don't know. Mate, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know if it was kind of deliberately supposed to be. No, I don't think it was supposed to supposed to ever fool anyone. Really? Yeah. I, mean, I don't think just, so. If you were just channel, I mean, Danny into, was fooled, but I don't think. Well, <laughs> if you were just channel hopping in two thousand and one, yeah, you might. Yeah, yeah maybe. You just turn, you just but not for the whole episode. I'm sure I was channel hopping <laughs> like in two thousand and one. But you, 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 this is interesting that you say that, Joseph, yeah. because Danny. It looks natural. It looked real. Yeah, it does. A lot of it in series, especially in series one, maybe series two, not so much, but series one, it actually looks especially. The talking heads, but it looks quite natural. And the right? acting is so on point as well. Exactly. I was watching the mm. pre-pilot that they filmed earlier. Yeah, I remember. Was it Nasty Boss or something? Or no, no, no. It was just it, it, they did the they did Creepy uh, Boss or something. What was the, it the, called? There was there was CD Boss, which, CD CD boss. which is what which is what Mer- Stephen Merchant did <laughs> on his internship. <laughs> That's it. You see, and he and he pulled uh, Ricky Gervais in for the day when he had to make this little video for his, when he was on doing his BBC internship. And then, and then he did a thing. I watched it years ago, where he, Ricky Gervais is playing a boss. It's not CD boss, but he's playing a boss where he's really into David Bowie. Okay, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, it's, it's very, very obscure. Anyway, and mm. then, and then, I guess they got the green light to do The Office, but yeah. they did like a little pre-pilot, really on the cheap. I remember, I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah, the impression. I mean, I get the impression it's just Merchant behind the camera, quickly filming. Yeah, yeah. But the acting on that, apart from uh, Ricky Gervais, the acting is really kind of. You can tell how the office could have gone wrong. Yeah, that had gone definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the woman that plays, well, she's called June in this pre-pilot, but she's playing the Dawn character. Mm. It's just very kind of actorly. She's clearly saying her line. She's playing mm. it a bit too big. So you can see definitely from that where the whole thing could have fallen on its face if it hadn't had um, Martin Freeman and Lucy Davis kinda, and yeah. Gareth Keane. Got lucky. Gareth 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mackenzie. Mackenzie is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it. Didn't it pull together a few, like I saying, pull together a few different scenarios from different episodes? Yeah, you can it wasn't see how really... they ended up splitting yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember my first experience with The Office. Um, I think my dad told me about it. He says it's a really, really good new comedy. Like, really, really funny. It's like, as good as 40 Towers or some, some yeah. real classic kind of thing. And... Um, then I was kind of channel hopping and I tuned into it and I'm kind of halfway through an episode. And I think for a second I did think, what's this? Is it one of these docu-soaps? But then it clicked quite quickly because my dad had already given me a heads up. Oh, this must yeah, be yeah, what my dad was showing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
See, the thing funny is, Danny, you, you, you were saying before that you, you didn't know, right? <laughs> so you watched, I mean, what, did, you, did you see the first episode? You, you, when did you, at what point in the episode did you start to think, well, maybe this is a, a, a comedy? I think maybe it was the bit with, um, you know, the racism bit, or maybe the post-it notes. I can't remember exactly when so it was. So the stuck. last scene. That must have been such a wonderful <laughs> moment, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So just to sort of have that. That's why it, it was a surprise that was spoiled yeah, for me, yeah. I feel like. Because, Not yeah. when Gareth was talking about midgets driving forward. <laughs> yeah, Anton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Gareth may be a little bit cartoonish, but people like that do exist. And they did yeah. exist at the time as well. It's easy to forget yeah. now. But Yeah, when you look at that guy from the airport, he was, you know, he was cartoonish, wasn't he? He was a buffoon, and he probably was playing up to the camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because you give people that chance for that 15 minutes of fame and mm. they do absurd things, which is the whole and idea. This, about, and this is another know. thing where now, what, 50, well, how long has it been now? 17, 16, no. 16, 17 years later. Well, it was in 2001, wasn't oh, it? So it's now, yeah. 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 17, it's all 17 years. Now. 17 years later. Jesus Christ. The, it's, the whole landscape of, of TV and that kind of social media culture has completely changed. But at the time, people weren't were caught off guard by cameras you can see on the on reality shows from back then like airport mm. and like um driving school that they weren't really people weren't so polished on camera they didn't really know how to compose themselves they didn't really know how far it could go they didn't read the reality of it being broadcast on national television hadn't really hit them yeah mm. so you can see how people were a bit nervous they were a bit they let their guard down yeah. a bit more and overexposed themselves completely. yeah whereas yeah which kind of works in the favor of the show obviously because yeah. it allows as a, as a writing um tool it allows Gervais and Merchant to kind of show things and have people reveal things but mm. they wouldn't yeah so even life. just the, the talking head as a concept yeah do you know what I mean that was something that would, would I mean obviously with things like Spinal Tap and stuff like that it was, it was present but it was never I didn't feel like it was explored as enough and, and you know, and, and played with as much until I saw The Office anyway. Yeah, no, definitely, exactly, yeah. Yeah, the whole the, the mockumentary thing, yeah, obviously the, the Office didn't create it, but it definitely inspired so many other shows to, mm. afterwards mm. to follow in its footsteps. Kind of lets you behind the curtain a little bit, so if there's like a narrative playing out between two characters, you get this opportunity to have a one-on-one -on -one with one of them who yeah. can explain themselves to you without it having to be in, 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 in the another character that's involved it's almost yeah, like the yeah. cameraman is another character it removes character. them from the, yeah, yeah. From, the, from the action temporarily to give them that that, that spotlight and, and the, you know Brent in particular becomes very absurd when he's given that mm. spotlight he looks to camera which yeah, I was yeah, sort of exactly, yeah, you know, yeah. which were a product of him not being able to well yeah that's the other yeah. Thing, yeah. 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 which is brilliant you know, and which is the genius of the show yeah, really yeah. like how I mean I know it was kind of it was, it was at the birth of this whole reality TV yeah. uh, moment but uh, if Gervais and Merchant hadn't kind of uh, grabbed onto that and done like a spoof mockumentary like this I think someone would have eventually but it, kind yeah. of, it, it fit it perfectly it's, really. it's funny as well that it's never really it's not it's not highlighted very often that it is a mockumentary you never see any camera any boom mic in the yeah, shot yeah, or anything yeah, exactly, like that yeah. So it's not but the you focus. Didn't. It's but not yeah, you, but, you didn't in those shows. But exactly yeah. in those shows you didn't. It yeah. kind of it, it. This is what I was thinking when I watched it back, uh, like earlier today as research. Mm. It kind of hits all of those, except for a couple of moments here and there, which I might bring up later. It kind of it hits all of those uh, cliches like perfectly. It kind of fits the form of the of the uh, reality TV show of, of two, from two thousand one mm. perfectly. Like you could easily, mm. as Danny did, get fooled into thinking yeah. it was real. Can't put a price on comedy. I mean, let's not give the BBC too much credit. They did stitch him up after all. Danny, what do you think about that? I know we've had a few heated debates about well, whether it was a stitch up. Yeah, well, 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 well let's explain it for the audience. Yeah. This, will be, this will be one of the big 
things going through the whole podcast, <laughs> really. Podcast, because whether or not the B- David Brent was done dirty by the BBC. Yeah, hang on. Maybe we should. If this is going to be a regular feature, we should we should come up with a jingle for it or something. Something that says. God, Daddy. It was a stitch up. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. That'll be perfect. Do that again. Lean in, lean in, lean in. Daddy, Mike, do that again. That. Stitch up. It was a stitcher. So that jingle yeah, we'll highlights that. Yep. that we're going to be discussing. So that, that jingle means it's time <laughs> once again to talk Daddy's about stitch well, corner. whether or not it was stitch a stitcher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I think we just need to explain. So the theory is, and it's, it's been going around online for a bit in the dark web. Daddy's, <laughs> the dark bringing, web. Daddy's bringing it now into the light. Whether or, whether or not the BBC stitched up David Brent in the editing, in the reality of the show, yeah. whether the BBC... <clears throat> Stitched up David Brent and made him look more of it, like more of an idiot than he was. And the, the theories, but there's kind of clues. You can there's little kind of clues. You smoking guns. Right? Yeah. Smoking yeah. guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To show that actually, if you look closely, you can see that Brent, especially before the cameras came into Wernham Hog, wasn't was actually a good boss. Got was like, yeah. Um, was yeah. So yeah, if it was a stitch up, it's bad. But the question and the eternal question is, was it really a stitch up? Which Danny, I guess, thinks it was a stitch up, right? To an extent. God. Yeah, because he come in, in a way, and yeah. he's yeah he's been he's been manager for all these years, and he's you know increased turnover by seventeen percent without losing a single member of staff. Yeah, and he's done all these things, and yet he's been portrayed as a buffoon. I think it's partly the documentary, and I think it's also partly the redundancy situation. Because you remember from episode one, he's having a very very difficult situation forced onto him with this yeah. redundancy thing, and it's all happening while the cameras are rolling. Mm. So that would put most bosses under stress. But there's also some hints that he's in the throes of some kind of breakdown as well in his yeah. personal life. So if you look at him, he's a 40-year-old man. He's quite full-on. He's got no wife or anything. And I think he's having a bit of a midlife crisis, it's fair to say. Well, yeah, yeah, say that. yeah, yeah he's, he's going fair. through something, right? And he's, and he's seen this window of opportunity, yeah. this, this chance. Because, you know, he, he genuinely believes he's genuinely a hilarious... Yeah, you know, and that, yeah, that was, yeah. that's definitely apparent. He genuinely believes he has star quality. And he just needs an opportunity, and this is his big opportunity. But perhaps it's coinciding with a bit of a, a bit of a breakdown. Yeah. He didn't yeah. have a breakdown. You know, yeah, it's very yeah, telling. Yeah, when he says to Ricky Hemp, yeah, yeah, that yeah, bit's yeah. key. Well, we'll, we'll come on to that bit. But yeah, I also think that you know, <clears throat> I don't think that it's a total stitch up. I think if you if you look at sort of middle management in big companies, there's quite a lot of kind of buffoonish people who are slightly winging it. And, yeah, uh, and they, of course. And, and they yeah. get away, but they're good bosses to have because you know they want to be liked more than anything else, and they'll let you get away with murder. <coughs> I don't know if you know, he's good. a bit of a tit, and everyone kind of laughs at him a little bit more than with him. But he's reasonably efficient. He's got the yeah. job done. He's never, nothing's ever sort of stoked him up. The to board, act like the board approved of him. The board certainly <laughs> approved of him, didn't they? In well, the, yeah. uh, the yeah. second yeah. episode. And what else did I find when I was watching the episode today? There was a couple of. Um, Bit, like a couple of clues that showed that he was quite like well one well the, the first phone call he's friends with this guy Sammy yeah he phones up yeah yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's obviously good seeing him on he's Sunday he's got a good rapport he's not until the whole Elaine thing <laughs> yeah. he seems to be kind of quite casual and kind yeah. of, uh, kind of got, <clears> genuinely kept... natural rapport yeah exactly yeah yeah and um, when he first approaches Dawn yeah I, I before, again this one. before he makes the crack of Dawn joke which is for the benefit of the camera clearly well yeah it's a friendly laugh yeah yeah Dawn laughs like like you know genuinely. And when he says the crack of dawn joke, it throws it off. It's almost like it's, yeah. this isn't the kind of so, joke that Fred normally makes. So that's why well, that's yeah. why I noticed a little thread running through the first episode with Dawn and Brent, and we we mentioned it earlier, didn't we, James? That it's not. I don't think there was a pre-existing animosity, but that she's looking at him like. Why are you acting like a bit of a prick? Yeah, because because exactly. you're all right, really. And why why are you making yeah. these crack of dawn jokes? And why are you 
you know, why are you trying to show off? And kind we, say, of... we compared it to like when you're at school and you're you're with your mate, and then this new kid comes along that you want to try and impress. Yeah. And yeah. the easiest thing to do is to just turn on your mate. Turn and just, on the you know what I mean? Just rip the piss yeah, out yeah, of your yeah. mate yeah. who's been there for you, and they're just left there standing with their hands up, like, what the well, fuck? Well, that's have you just what done? he is, and that's another through line in the whole of the show. But Brent is kind of like he's just an overgrown kid. Isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's not with malice, I don't think, in any of this. I think it's more just to show there's off. There's no malice in Brent. It's almost like an experiment. If someone was to be left without who A, their only aim really was to make people laugh and be their friend. B, they know they're never going to get reprimanded for it because they're the boss. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and <laughs> Discipline him. He, he's very he's, he's very much the comedian in that episode, you know. But he's very offended by Dawn's suggestion that he might drink too much. Can't take and then it, then yeah. in the next scene, he's, you know, he's, he's proud of his overindulgence. Well, this is kind of you what know. I wanted to talk about, which is that, you know, going away from the kind of the reality of the show, like what it would be like if the show was real. <laughs> in the world, our world, which is where it's a sitcom written by people, it, are these smoking guns, is this theory a result of a deliberate um, action and thought and writing process by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant to think, oh, let's kind of show, let's drop in some little hints that Gervais is, that Brent is being stitched up by the camera crews, or is it just Gervais and Merchant trying to find the character as the show? That's a really good question. Are they developing? Because, as like I was saying, <clears throat> kind of, there is a through line from the early CD Boss uh, documentary that they made um, when Stephen Merchant was an intern at mm. BBC to the office pre-pilot to the office where the David Brent character goes from being kind of this kind of real caricature of like this kind of like lecherous CD Boss who's like everyone's awkward around him. You see clips where like kind of off camera, well, when he doesn't realise he's on camera where he's applying makeup, like putting mm. lipstick in the mirror, which is something obviously they never would have done. With no, Brent, as we know, actual never done yeah, that. Yeah. They, as, as they were finding the character through these different projects, they made the whole thing a bit more realistic or mm. much more realistic for one thing and they kind of settled on who Brent was. But I think maybe, possibly by even in the first episode they haven't quite found that yet because like mm. you say there are these little kind of if you want to call them clues yeah. that, if they are clues yeah. yeah if they are clues like the and works with the, the turtle, one thing I was yeah. thinking is definitely with um, him getting offended by Dawn's comment about him uh, <laughs> yeah. drinking too much yeah. would David Brent in episodes even in episode 6 in the final episode of series 1 yeah, have, that's true. Had made, had spoken like that to Dawn because I don't think he would have. No, I think later on, and I don't think that's because of the cameras being there. I think that's just Gervais and Merchant developing the character, realizing, yeah. yeah, we don't want Brent to be like this. But Brent mm. is someone who would never ever really have a go at someone, especially not someone he likes like Dawn. It's interesting. I haven't really thought about it like that about whether or not all these sort of clues if you like are deliberate or if it's them finding the character i suppose i'd love to think it was deliberate do you know what yeah, I mean? I'd, yeah, love, I'd love i'd love the idea that, that it was something that they planned the whole way through then? but knowing what i know about david ricky gervais is that well, he so when he does well knowing what i know about ricky gervais's filming and procedures he does a lot of i think they're called loose takes or something so i think there's a lot of sort of ad-libbing that goes on and you can see that in the um outtake so I think that if they, it, I'd be surprised if it was deliberate, basically, because I think they're, they're, a lot of it sort of they, they come to as they go along. Yeah, but it is very tightly scripted as well. And the fact that they leave it's not. They play loosely within the, the constraints of the script, which is kind of it seems to be pretty tight. Like mm -hmm. they know what they want the point of each scene to be, which is you know, which is why this, the show is so good because even though it is loose and it looks like you know it's it's improvised, it feels natural, yeah. but it's, it's so tight. Yeah. I suppose they deliberately left it. In. Episodes, this isn't a, episode one isn't a particularly good example of this. 
this bit in later episodes, the plotting of it is so tight, mm. even though you don't really see it as a plotty kind of show, and with, with kind of big storylines and stuff, it is like things tie in together, especially the, um, is it episode three or is it even episode two? Yeah, where the two subplots come together, they, yeah. where Gareth Keenan investigating. And one. the picture, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, they come together at the end where perfectly, <laughs> it's so tightly plotted. But anyway, that's, that's for the next episode. So the first uh, thing we see is David Brent sitting at his desk, spots the camera and the infamous clicking pen before launching into what we think is a, a talking head, which is the I don't give shitty jobs. And we realise it's not actually a talking head. He's doing a sort of mock interview with some guy, forklift driver, is it, I guess? Yeah, he's a forklift. Driver, Jeff from Peep Show. Jeff, Jeff from Peep Show, Show yeah. yeah. in the first scene. Yeah. And the, it's funny, James, because you, you mentioned the, the clicking pen there and someone in the group, in our quotes group, <laughs> yeah. had said that, that that's their favourite quote from the episode. Not just one person. Yeah. yeah, just goes to show. Well, it's just one of uh, Gervais's um, little kind of physical things he does because not only he's quite it, good at that no, not only is it really well the dialogue's great but yeah it's just his his physical <laughs> performance is brilliant he, he's trying to put himself on the level with this kind kind of working yeah, class yeah, exactly, guy yeah. you know yeah, yeah. that's it isn't I it I'll give shit you I can get you the job the guy's a personal job, mate, friend you're of mine. my friend you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and like he would never talk to Jennifer for example yeah, yeah. or yeah. even or probably Dawn you know, or Dawn even yeah, yeah. yeah. okay so then he um Gets the guy to go and write out a CV and we jump straight to him explaining himself, saying he's been in the business for 12 years, as Danny, you mentioned yeah. earlier. Well, unless he's back obviously in that first scene, we've got the classic, how is Elaine? She left you yet. Oh, yeah, of course. How can I skip the, past that? It just sets up the, the whole tone of the show and the kind of comedy you're going to get mm. by that point. Most people are in into the show. Like, if you, if you're going to like it, you like and, it. And, and, and it you're into... It sets up the whole I, I think that's when you realise that this is... Does still have a, a little bit of classic comedy in it. It's yeah, still within yeah, the yeah. confines of, of you know, funny. You yeah, know, it's exactly, not totally yeah. kind of just dry. Well, and, this is the thing. Know. There is just joke jokes in it. Yeah. No, no matter how much people talk about the fact that this show kind of it pushed boundaries, it's really mundane. Some people don't think it's real. You know, it kind of like completely shook up the whole sitcom, mm. uh, the, the the malaise that the sitcom was in at the time. It is, there is jokes in it and it is funny. And they laugh out loud jokes. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. you know, and they are, they are classic. They're classic. They're, they're classically know. set up one, two, three, eight. eight in eight in the spirit of jokes. 40 Towers or something exactly. like that, yeah, or a yeah. classic, you know, they're, they're, it's not too <clears throat> far away from, from that, you know, from that kind of thing. For the first person we meet, uh, other than the guy doing the interview, is Dawn. And a lot of back and forth with her and Brent in this episode. It's interesting. We were talking yes, about it yeah. earlier. It's almost There's like a, lot of her and Brent, a, yeah. a sort of escalating spitefulness between the two mm, of them. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, far more spite than either of those two characters ever show again. Show again well, exactly, it, it's, yeah. well, he starts it really with the crack of dawn crack. Yeah. <laughs> and then as we come on later in the episode, it just goes gets worse and worse to the point where there's she a ends up crying her eyes out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know where, that like bit it. where he says, um, you're a bit... You think that's because he can't think of anything to say? No, he knows exactly. So hang on, hang on. Let's just. But according to something I watched, Ricky Gervais was explaining that scene. He goes, like, you're a bit, but I won't. And there was something that he was supposed to say there, but he forgot. He actually forgot oh, that's the moment, him forgetting so his he lines. used it. That's him forgetting his lines, so wow. he used but it to his advantage. I also think advantage. it works for the character. And yeah, and then they left it in because I it was, always that's amazing. watching it, he wants to say that Dawn's a bit chubby. That's the first oh, you're a bit fat. Yeah, okay. you're, you're a little bit chubby. That's the first insult that comes well, to his head. That's exactly being, what being I thought, the misogynist. Yeah. It's funny, actually. I'm a massive fan of the... Uh, he's a misogynist. He's a bit misogynist. Yeah, of course he is. We'll come on to that. He said something else later on about he likes to plants in the office because the girls can get a bit... In this episode he is, but I think in later episodes... Football's a man's game. Yeah. He looks a little bit 
almost he, you can tell when is you know when he's talking to the warehouse guys and they're being really oh yeah yeah he's not like that he, yeah, he yeah, looks yeah. a little it was bit the 90s it was light-hearted yeah, yeah, misogyny it was the 90s <laughs> it was chris evans yeah it was chris evans it was, it was the big breakfast <laughs> yeah. you know yeah <laughs> it was a different time Wait, what oh, was, God, was it yeah, this context world this came out in a world where yeah big breakfast well, because Danny was saying earlier that, you know, That's is there a pre-existing resentment with Dawn and, and Brent? Or is, you know, is there something... Because sometimes you do feel like they're, they're a bit charged in that episode. but then, Or is it just she's almost a bit disappointed because someone she thought was all right is, is, turn, is turned into a bit of a twat for the camera? Does she resent mm. Brent the man or the boss? The next. <laughs> the next. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's that. Yeah, that's that. But I, I think I think she maybe does resent him a little bit. With the post-it notes, like if they had a good relationship... Before, up till that point, would, she would, have got would, it. would he a would he even have done the joke, or b would she not have got it? So to me, that looks like he's trying to do a funny little joke for Ricky in front of the cameras. Yeah. It backfires, yeah. but yeah. for her to believe it, it, it doesn't I it mean, doesn't quite sit right with me. That makes me think that maybe there's something going on between them in the Dawn's past. Dawn's almost like each other. Mm, Dawn's almost like uh, Brent's kind of. Um, punching bag a little bit isn't she yeah, oh yeah like, for sure. he kind of takes out his frustrations on her but then he also kind of like relies on her way more. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't have gone up to anyone else and said found a little lump no yeah he seeks out Dawn almost while she's having a little quiet <clears throat> again hour. he just wants to be liked yeah but he, he goes about it in the most ridiculous way he's a man way. child he needs to be mothered and Dawn yeah. is his mother basically yeah, yeah and he's just showing <laughs> and he takes it out just like kids do they take they, they have a go at their mum and say oh I hate you mum you bitch he kind of does that a little bit to Dawn and you so, see a lot more of it later with Dawn I'm fed up so that's another yeah, well, exactly, yeah that too yeah, well yeah. let's not forget again that. he goes to Dawn like a confidant like yeah, you know that's what it is. he wouldn't that's have gone to anyone else no. right yeah we then jump to a scene with Gareth and Tim this is the first introduction to Gareth and Tim and Gareth if I remember rightly walks in with a newspaper clouts Tim on the back of the head, head and, yeah. and he says Al don't do that doesn't yeah. he say and what's so, up that was he does and then he says what's up but the wonderful thing about that very first sequence is I feel like you're almost tricked into thinking that of the two, Gareth is the dominant relation, yeah, 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 dominant yeah, yeah, one yeah. in the relationship, and Tim's this sort of submissive. Oh, don't do that! Yeah. And then we just realise that Gareth is an absolute mm. muppet, as <laughs> yeah. he just goes on to explain his night with David. And but Tim just wants to get on with his job and yeah. just keep his head down, keep his head down, maybe to talk to Dawn and then just get out of the office. Yeah. Of all the people not playing up to the camera, I always feel like Gareth is. One I don't of those think Gareth plays up to the he's, camera. He's yeah, oblivious yeah, yeah, yeah. to it. That is Gareth. Yeah. I think there's one moment when he's picking his nose or something, and then the camera is on him, and he realises, and he just stops picking his nose and moves on. Up to camera as well, but in a different way. He's just like in despair to the camera. Tim's like, Look, this is what I have to yeah, put up. Yeah, exactly. The, the, yeah. the camera is his, yeah. The camera is his kind of like, it's that yeah, fourth like thing. It's his saving, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like the, the only thing. Like, he's look, got look, say, like, what, look, look what he's got. Yeah, yeah, exactly, get me out yeah, of here. Yeah. That's that face that Tim does. It really is. It really does say, Someone out there just come and rescue me. Because, yeah, and that face, that that Tim face is, I think, that's the lasting, that's the ultimate lasting legacy of the show. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Every every show does that now, and I think shows like this country or people just do nothing. We think these British shows and Modern Family and stuff Mm. from America as well that do this mockumentary style of sitcom. I think it's so they can have an an excuse for someone to look at the camera exasperatedly because that gets the jokes that's that's because there's no laughter track in this mm. this is something important to talk about this was a time when even i'm alan partridge a couple of years before which was very kind of similar to had a laughter this, track had yeah. a laughter track which is something i was surprised at when i watched it back a couple of years ago which i couldn't i hadn't remembered it had a laughter track but the office didn't have a laughter track mm. which is important to remember and at a time when show when sitcoms still had laughter yeah. tracks and yeah so the one the only time 
you kind of that it kind of gives you away when you're supposed to laugh or gives the audience a little bit of an in to kind of it's, say okay it's, yeah, yeah it's yeah. tim looking at the camera yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it establishes tim as like us in there you know the man yeah, on the exactly. inside oh that's it exactly yeah, that's yeah. Is, you're supposed yeah. to be tim in all yeah, of these yeah. scenarios you put yourself the in the role of tim yeah the long suffering at this point he has the talking head where he says he's talking about his job and he goes and i'm boring, boring, boring myself yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm boring myself talking i think that's his introduction really yeah. the introduction to yeah. tim yeah. Yeah. Like, should, so yeah. again like we said snappy writing sitcom tropes where it's just like established for character straight yeah, away. Yeah. so we just know and Tim just That's says all we're doing at this and point, this is it? why Actually, this, is, yeah. this is the genius of doing the mockumentary where Tim can just say straight to the camera and I'm boring myself boring to myself talking, talking. Yeah. so we know yeah. okay this guy wants out of this yeah. just like everyone does no one wants to do an office job I, I think they set up this episode that one thing it does really well is set up each character incredibly well like Brent is very you know Brent is very established his you know in the first scene as kind of desperately wanting people to like him yeah yeah you know and Tim is very established very quick as kind of like wanting out and, yeah you know Dawn is very established as kind of a little bit um Dawn is the one and she doesn't get a talking head actually no I was going to say she Dawn, Dawn is the one character yeah in this of the main four that's set up in this uh, episode who kind of we don't really, we definitely don't get any kind of monologue from her because she doesn't have talking head. No, we it's mostly of, just her and. Um, yeah, I mean, we get the point of her character because Lucy Davis is very good at kind of portraying just this mm. kind of the character that she is, mm. but we don't actually really get to have much of a sense of who she is, what her wants are, you know, how she's feeling working in this office. We see her interacting with Tim later, so we get the impression they're kind of kindred spirits. So we know that they're on side, so we're like, okay, all right. David. I wasn't. Uh, the next scene is when Brennifer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's their little combat then. Once they got Jennifer. For the benefit of the audience, Seth just put his hands together yeah. like this. Yeah. And, you all and bit by like this. And again, yeah. you can't see that either. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. When we say brought our hands together like this, they, they, know. they know what it means. They know. They won't remember. They won't remember. Well, that. Uh, so then, yeah, Brennifer, yeah, the new couple, the new couple of So Jennifer comes in and she's at reception saying hello to Dawn. Camilla Parker Bowles. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jennifer <face>. Parker Bowles <laughs> comes in and uh, is there for a meeting with David. Now, there's a throwaway line here that I, I picked up on when I watched it like meticulously recently, which, which is she says, "There's a nasty smell in the lift." Yeah. And yeah. it's so throwaway and so random and so pointless, but I can't help imagine what the smell is. But also, and obviously yeah, having theory, listen, though, having Jeff, listened to Gareth and David talk about how ill they were. As a result of the drinking, <laughs> I can't help wondering. I can't help wondering if maybe there's a little cat, like one of them's done a little cat sick in the yeah. in the lift. Or something. Maybe I'm reading too analysis. far into it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so, I'm reading too far into it, but I'd like to think that's what it is. But anyway. whether or not it's delivered, like there's that element. Yeah, it's just perfect. It's just like sets up. This is just yeah. a shit boring. Well, yeah, what but what you're saying, saying is that whatever it's, even if it did have that slight subtext, it does just set up the total mundane. And Dawn, the receptionist, who it's not her job. Yeah, he's got exactly. a phone up. You know, the caretaker. That's the probably more of to, it, actually. To clean yeah. the lift, yeah. But anyway, so she's there to see David anyway. So she um, goes into the meeting with, with David, and that's when we first hear about is it uh, Nobby Burton Nobby Burton yeah <laughs> <laughs> two for ten so what happens in this scene then what, what's the gist of it well basically this is this is an important scene because it sets up the redundancy thing the downsizing which is the thread that runs through the whole first series first right? series yeah, yeah. Mm. it sets up the whole thing which is something I wanted to mention because this for how plotless people assume the office is they're like oh it's just about kind of like small little everyday details 
it has a story that runs through the whole... The whole a definite plot. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, when I watched it back after years, I had, you know, because I realised I hadn't really watched it in years. Mm. I could quote it, and I'd stored it in my memory bank, but I hadn't really yeah. watched it. And that's one thing that struck me. I thought there's far more of a narrative. There's definitely, far more of a definitely. cohesive narrative going 100%. on here than I ever remembered there being the first time I watched it. I remember it being very incidental at first, and it's yeah. little glances, Keith sitting there, bored... But there is there's a, there's a real thread and there's a very good you know it's a love story there's yeah. a story of redundancy it's there quite is a lot, but then again yeah a lot of the shows that the office inspired like people who just do nothing mm. and uh, this country and even shows you know before that between in the seventeen years since, what else since then and what now. else came out after that just thinking I'm not I'm not just, asking a question just thinking. What else did The Office directly inspire after Almost that? every single sitcom, even if it was a not necessarily and a mockumentary. It popularised the pregnant pause, didn't it, a lot of the pregnant time? Pause. Yeah, this is the thing. The look to camera. Thing. Yeah, the look to camera. Just, uh, just awkward kind of yeah, just mundanity. Yeah. But all of the, almost all of those shows just are kind of like very episodic and, like you said, incidental. Mm. I think that the whole this whole narrative of the downsizing, the redundancies, which is it Slough or Swindon that's going to have to close down, who's going to get fired, that's... That's kind of more of an American trope from like a, a from like American sitcoms, which I think that Gervais and Merchant have kind of you could that's where their inspiration from. I think so. Yeah, in their, in their heart, yeah, like Seinfeld where, and yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but all like Friends and Friends. Like, um, I saw. It, I remember Stephen Merchant saying in a program that his ambition, the romantic thread to it, right? Like Ricky Gervais was just doing what he was doing, but Stephen Merchant said his ambition was to have written a genuinely classic sitcom yeah, like yeah. Friends. Yeah, that's what exactly. he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted exactly. to write something in the spirit of Friends. <clears throat> yeah, obviously it, it became a little bit more. Which had little minor. I mean, the American sitcoms are set up so that you can just what you can just dip in and out. Yeah. But, mm. They all have these they kind have of a threads. Thread. That, yeah. So you can say, right, series one is about this, series two yeah. is about this. So it's a thread, <laughs> so, it's a thread so that you get more if you watch the whole thing. So basically, yeah. it's, a, it's like a, a, a bonus to watching the whole one. thing. You can yeah. dip in and out, but you get, but to quote Danny, yeah. you get more out of it in the long run if you watch the whole thing. And that's, of course. And yeah, that's to quote Danny, he made up that it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's worth watching. You've got it's added added you know incentive to watch the whole thing play out you know that there's a there's a narrative to follow you want to know what happens with tim and dawn you want to know what happens with the redundancies you know it's not just a collection of random incidents yeah and i think that's what makes it a classic yeah definitely like this inspiration from the american style of sitcom mixed with the kind of mundanity which of the british sitcom which even goes back to like the 70s you know um yeah, Afghanistan. Mm. Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think that mixing of both of them, and I think the fact frankly, that it has this story that runs through the whole thing, is what makes it a classic. I think that's made it. It's elevated. It. So yeah, you elevated care, it. and exactly. you care about the characters. As well. Yeah, you it's not care about love, yeah. and you care yeah. about like you know you feel for David Brent. I think a lot. All of oh, us I do. Can, all of us can see a bit of ourselves in David Brent. Yeah, well, well, one, thing, one, one thing. One thing well, I, I noticed. I certainly can. One thing I noticed is yeah, you are David Brent. Yeah. You both are a real Brent's bad. Yeah. Well, so, you you've adopted so many, so many of his mannerisms. That I sometimes lose track of who, where he ends yeah. and you begin. <laughs> Genuinely, I don't. I mean, think this as well, though. Yeah, what would happen? <laughs> How me? Would I don't think any of us would be the same people if the office didn't that's exist. That's true. That's I very true. Even, when I was at university. This was like in two thousand four, so the year I the <laughs> <ruined> my life. <laughs> well, I think it has. I'm, this is what I was going to get onto. Yeah. I think it has. It's made me like. What I was going to say. I wouldn't be sitting here. That's for sure. I bet it's made you act deliberately awkward, so people think you are awkward. That's definitely yeah. what happened to me when mm. I was at university, which is the year I started in two thousand four. So the year after the Christmas specials went out. 
and so like, there wasn't that much of a get like there hadn't been that much distance from a show but everyone was quote everyone in the first year like they were quoting the office and Same you knew you had kindred spirits mm. if you found if you quote the office they quote it back to you it's like right first night right we're gonna be mates now mm. and but then after that it would just be constant the, when you were quoting and when you were just being yourself would kind of alert the lines would blur yeah. you would just act like brent or gareth or yeah. tim or finchy because <laughs> you get the laugh particularly ironic yeah, yeah. yeah to try and laugh but then you would just do it and you wouldn't get a laugh because that's just how you were acting <laughs> but you would find it funny <laughs> and like suddenly people think that's how you laugh would yeah. fade yeah. everyone's just suddenly acting and, like and david you're just brent. left like david brent yeah, yeah. yeah. and then, just suddenly just in the kitchen at uni in halls and there's five david brents just chatting <laughs> unironically and yeah i think that <laughs> and now it's 15 oh, years later and i still think yeah. i'm that way and who's got who's had the laugh laugh now yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. so anyway this. continuing the conversation about the, the brent and jennifer meeting <laughs> yeah, yeah remember that remember yeah. that's what we were so this meeting. now this really sets up the rest of the episode for me because this is basically putting it out there to say you've got two choices now david you've got the professional choice to be the boss or you can try and be everybody's friend. Yeah. And this this that that is the decision that haunts him for the rest of this episode, I think. And, 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 and actually for the rest of the series. Yeah. For, yeah. for series one. You know, that is yeah. that there's that dilemma in him that, you know, he does want to be popular. And series and the rest of the whole he show. Wants the to consequences be <coughs> carry on to series. But he's got this difficult situation. Yeah. 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 So we're gonna take a break now just to have a word from our sponsors, who without them this show would not be possible. <laughs> Have you got the need for speed? Do you like the thrill of Formula One, but enjoy the safety of trained professionals and full comprehensive insurance? Come down to Supercarts at Chesham Aquadome, where the thrill of the racetrack is available to all. From beginners and minors to full-blown thrill-seekers, we cater to all needs. Available for parties and private bookings. Practice with us and you could be the best in the country. No professionals. Next bit is the uh, Ricky introduction. Yeah, so this is another... So I think, yeah, if, if, if kids did start watching what kids, if like teenagers, people that were our age at the time start watching it now, some of these cultural references probably just throw them. EastEnders, yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Bass, yeah. Mr. Wazzo in another episode. Is it Mr. Wazzo? Or yeah, that's this episode. And people of our age, like what, early 30s now? 30s? Yeah, like, in, in our 30s. In our 30s. In our 30s. Most people say I look about 30. You call them liars? I don't know if it's really passed. We can talk about this definitely later. I don't know if it's really passed on to the next, to the generation below us or people no, probably below 28. As Nat said to a bishop. What? Generation beneath us. Oh, that was tenuous. That was so tenuous. He's throwing me Oh, it's now. pulp, isn't it? Danny's looking forward to having a new generation of quotas beneath him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's people of our age who are just obsessed with the office. It's, it's our. I yeah. think it's even though we were only 15 when it started, it was probably aimed at like 15, you know, yeah. mid 20s. Mm. It's people of our age, I think, but it's really here. Well, it's what you grow up with, isn't it, as well? I think sort of the generation above us, what, what would have been the cult TV show before The Office from the generation beyond before us? Maybe Young Ones, oh, Bottom, Young Ones, Blackadder, yeah. that kind of stuff? Yeah, and before that Monty Python. This is what yeah. the, the Office... Wow, is that is that where, where The Office sits then, do you think? Yeah. In, in sort well, of the, the, yeah. I think with un undoubtedly. That's amazing, that's, yeah. that's high price. I think it actually now. sits... Right, at the, and we've got right near the top of that pile. Yeah, and with seventeen years of hindsight, we're not talking about this like four years later. We've got seventeen years of hindsight now, mm. and I think you can definitely. I mean, when we were at, at school, 
we could have looked back and said, oh, Monty Python is a classic. You yeah, just, yeah. It was just, un, it was just, yeah, I suppose. It didn't need to be said, did it? You just knew it was just right. there, wasn't it? In, so, yeah. And now, and that was like 20 years before, and now mm. it's 17 years on from the office, and you can say, yeah, it's a classic. Like, things it's, 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 it's inspired. Yeah. All right, so yeah. he turns up at the reception desk, and Ricky's waiting there for him, yeah. and David just sort of instantly starts to look through some of his, his back catalogue of jokes that you can make yeah. about Ricky, yeah, 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 and yeah, just yeah. spits out the first thing that comes into his head, which is yeah. an impression of Bianca. It gets a slight smile out of Ricky, but not enough to really pursue I think, it any further. I think further, Ricky's so almost doing a on. polite kind of, well, he's he, he's the boss, so I better smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's, he's, he's reacting how most people would react. Because yeah. to be honest, if you, were, if, if you were working in that office, maybe not every single day like Dawn is, if you if you were definitely if you were Ricky and you come in for that one day and that boss was acting like that, you'd kind of laugh to yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. think, right, I'm gonna be stoned. Also, I think I quite like what's Dawn yeah. probably <laughs> just said to him as well. So Dawn said, You're gonna meet David in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what's mm. what she said? You'd probably because... best laugh at what he says. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or something yeah. like that. I just... think you would have laughed anyway. Like, yeah, if any of us went into yeah. that office for one day, you'd laugh at Brent. So, so right she introduces him to Ricky <laughs> and Ricky tries to make a joke of his own and says the infamous line. She told you, you mean you're mad. She told me you had a nervous breakdown. But the way I see it, Brent's so defensive in, in that in that scene that it's, there's either he either has had some sort of time off due to. <laughs> you actually stress. think he's had yes. a nervous breakdown? Yes. Or you think there's, there's, there's a rumor? Yeah, 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 there's yeah, a rumor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinking a bit too much. Possibly linked to drinking because he yeah. gets so sensitive about drinking oh my and God. about the breakdown. I'd never even mean? thought of that. Really. Had you not? Had you not thought? He's, maybe he's, the two points that he's defensive on is drinking a bit at lunchtime because drinking out with your mates on a night out just the eight pints for me last night is acceptable within the parameter of lad culture whereas drinking at every lunchtime is like yeah, but that are you an alcoholic who's had a breakdown I, I, think I, never, I think we're supposed to as an audience think that yes we're supposed, we're supposed to pick up on that whether he's had a breakdown whether there's just rumours like Seth said we are supposed to pick up on that yeah. and the fact yeah. that he has beer at work for emergencies as we later found out yeah. well. yes I keep these. So I remember. Little stubbies. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But emergencies. So <laughs> French lager from so Tesco. Yeah. So that's a th- so, so that's a little. I'm sure that's a good, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because yeah, that could be. Yeah, that could be anything. That could be an actual. But we don't see any other hints to it, though, do we? Is there any other clues? I just, I just think. But again, this is what I'm saying. It's, it's something that's brought up in this episode, which kind of is dropped. It's once dropped. they start yeah. to bring in more of the other characters and they get and Gervais and Merchant get more interested in other things that are happening and the, and the little you know, when they the put feet. a bit more meat on the bone yeah. it's like that and naturally got phased yeah. out and yeah so we get that and then we also get I think around this point of the episode as well we kind of just get a bit of a couple of kind of uh, vignette kind of sketches with Gareth and Tim just to mm. show kind of their characters yeah. Yeah. Staple in the Jelly Staple in the Jelly is that is a classic yeah. uh, Staple in the Jelly of, of the whole punch show it's a staple of the office is yeah, the whole punch oh no, no, that is the stapler, isn't it? Yeah, he puts this stapler in the jelly, and then and then no, but then is it the whole punch out the window? I thought it was the same stapler. That stapler. So we kind of we we just get no, to. No, he says he's borrowing this borrowed his whole punch again. Oh, I think it was a stapler. Stapler in the jelly, hole punch out of the window. Stapler in jelly, hole punch out the window. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. Full uh, <laughs> we'll have a full inquiry after this. But it's, what, what, it's, what it killed someone. That's what Gareth says, yeah. <laughs> which is true, actually. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah, that seemed a bit like over the top by yeah, Tim. I always yeah, felt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we kind of get the idea. T- Tim's a prankster to satiate his boredness in the office. He kind of pulls pranks, particularly on Gareth. Particularly Gareth, on Gareth. Gareth's, Gareth's is whipping Gareth's, boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so we get we get the idea of the relationship between those two. Absolutely. Not, I feel like it's not unprovoked by Tim either. It's not like no, Tim's Gareth bored and trying to get rid of the boredom. Because Gareth, I mean, that whole demarcation thing. Yeah. When he's trying to, I mean, I've had that with people I work with before. When they they don't quite do it that to that point but if my paper or something is hanging over the over the divide in the desk they'll just sort of nudge it over and I kind of think that must be you must be doing that to wind me up there's no way that's not and also not to let Tim off easily I think he 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 knows that Gareth's a bit of a weak I think if he was sitting opposite um 
I don't know, Jamie, for example. Yeah. He might not, and Jamie was being annoying. He might not necessarily have, Jamie being the bald guy, he might not necessarily kind of like pull pranks on him as much. He knows, it's like when you're at school, you know, yeah. he knows that Gav's well, yeah, yeah, a weaker well, kind of character. Yeah, because t- t- Tim is the man on the inside, but he's not a hero. He's, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's unambitious and yeah, he's, he's exactly, not, you know, he's precisely, not, yeah. he's not like, oh yeah, Tim, everyone's rooting for Tim. He's supposed to be eye in, but obviously he's, he, they don't set him up as just being boring and perfect. He's like, you know, mm. he, he kind of, Relieves his boredom by pulling cruel, kind of quite cruel pranks. Quite cruel. Yeah, just and just annoying, just time prodding at yeah, Gareth. Prodding, yeah. yeah, we see Tim. We get the impression that Tim, he's bored in his job, and we kind of like, okay, I like this guy. We want to kind of follow him and see if he kind of and like, gets out, lives, has kind of lives his passions. And we kind of then slowly over the series start to realise this is frustrating because he's either not reliving living his passions or he just doesn't have any passions yeah well he also yeah. just descends into this really childish behavior as well as gareth like he says yeah, gareth yeah, yeah, brings yeah. me he's, down he's, to this level yeah he's just as bad it's as gareth. Like when gareth gets a phone he's phoning and saying you're a cock you're a cock yeah, you're yeah, a cock yeah, yeah, you know yeah. it's yeah which is i mean it's great i mean it's not criticism at all no of course it, i love it, that it's a great well-rounded character and martin freeman plays him absolutely brilliantly yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Martin Freeman plays him absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah. I think it's a good performance. It's brilliant. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> I could just apply for another job. So yeah, the next bit is the, is the big meeting with everybody when they're all the rumor mill's been going. Everybody's been talking about redundancies, and now Brent is holding a meeting to try and put that to bed and, and reassure everybody. Ironically, and yeah. we actually get a good glimpse here of Brent being a good boss. I would say. Especially in, 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 at what, first. Trying to be, yeah. He's definitely trying to steady the ship and yeah, stop yeah, the rumours. Yeah, yeah, he's calm and they're listening to him and he's not. And at first he's not cracking jokes. No. Then he starts make, throwing in little silly quips about like, oh, if anyone's going to fiddle my children or whatever. <laughs> I, I think like, he said that without meaning. I, I, I don't, think, I don't, I don't yeah, 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 but it's like, it's a sitcom thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah, I think joke. it ends up becoming an accidental, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An accidental joke. Well, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Whenever he does these these analogies, he always lets them go too far and they yeah, become yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, too yeah, literal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I work with little starving kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to go to Jennifer's up there in the office, you know, collecting the money, her hands are clean, but, you know, he's down here in the office with starving little kids. And the rest of the employees just let it go they don't even mention it we're just like okay yeah they don't even laugh or anything yeah no exactly I, and in the meeting the funny thing is there's um, the Malcolm Malcolm, the character Malcolm I feel like he knows Brent very well and he goads him a little bit because yeah. when he says you know Jennifer's seen it um, to put an ultimatum on me uh, it might be this branch it might be that branch that gets closed and Malcolm chimes, on, chimes, uh, chimes in with and are you going to let her? Yeah. yeah, yeah. A, just to whip him up, just yeah, to try yeah. and just because he knows. are you going to let her? I always think Malcolm's been there for years alongside Brent. And yeah. Maybe, maybe Malcolm's been there longer than Brent. And yeah, always thought he was so. a bit of a yeah. tip, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and unprofessional and too much of a, you know, chilled out entertainer. Because basically. in the next <laughs> breath, Malcolm says, it might be out of your hands. Yeah. So he just he just sets him up because so, he knows he's going to bite. And then he just turns around and just cuts him down again afterwards. It's, yeah. it's a little bit calculated for Malcolm's a, a twat. I'm, yeah, I'm, Malcolm I'm, is a twat. I do not like Malcolm at all. I'm glad he doesn't come back. In series two, I think yeah. we could all let's go on the record. I don't have time for him. Let's go on the record and say Malcolm is not our friend. Yeah, Malcolm, this yeah. Jack, we are an we are an anti Malcolm. Nothing against uh, Rob, <laughs> nothing against nothing against Robin Hooper who, who plays yeah, it sorry, very Rob, well. Yeah. There, Robin sorry. Hooper, I'm glad your career died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't come yeah. back and you've done nothing yeah. since. Robin Hooper, get you'll, out. You'll have, a, you'll have a great career after this. You'll have a great career after this. You know, you'll have a great career after this. <laughs> 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 yeah, sorry, Robin, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. How is your wife? Has she left you yet? <laughs> she has left you. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but at this point, at this point, we, career, we find out about the relationship between Gareth and Brent. That's it. Gareth, Gareth, Thank Gareth comes all. in, and oh. he's. Uh, <laughs> And he, he comes in and he's basically... Uh, yeah. Tell me first, yeah. I'm assistant regional manager, yeah, 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 please yeah. let me tell assistant them. To the regional. And then he's like, uh, shall I tell him? Well, you don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gareth yeah. is what he meant to be. He has to be assistant to the manager. Yeah. To the regional Well, it's probably yeah. not even a real job title, is it? And Brent's, pro- Brent, Brent's, do- Brent's doing him a favour by saying yeah, he's that's assistant true. to the regional manager. To be fair, yeah. Thing. But of course, Gareth, is, 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 his nose is out of joint as well, because obviously Dawn knows something yeah. he doesn't. And... You know, information is power. I love that. Do you says. trust me? And then as they're all oh, leaving, Gareth. Do you trust, trust me? It's, <laughs> not a, it's not a question of trust, Seth. And <laughs> Sheila has her hand up, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah so that's, great, that's a great little character moment. That's a yeah. wonderful moment. It's little moments like that. that <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, yeah. And I think she's she's submissive in the in the because she she's, in the next episode helps him with his investigation. Investigation. Yeah. She comes she, out of the office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've already got an assistant. But this is the thing you can see there. They're starting to set up these little minor characters. Yeah. Like I said, don't become as big characters in the sporting cast as their equivalents do in the American version no. of the office but yeah. they're there they're just as important I think they're, yeah because they're, they're they are actually world. they are brilliant they are absolutely yeah. the supporting cast is not, not super not as entertainers but you know <laughs> give them a job at the world service so he drops this bombshell that, well rather Dawn drops the bombshell that says this is Dawn potentially going to be us yeah. we could be the ones that get the job but he gets them back on side begrudgingly yeah, so yeah. Trusts, and I think he? that that shows kind of like right okay he has got a little bit of leadership quality there I don't think that he's got he loses their, them a little bit throughout yeah. the show you can bet that Neil and his equivalent speaks for Swindon I was being completely honest yeah when Probably, Neil was going yeah. to Swindon he's told them exactly the situation yeah. so they will still respect him even after what happens whereas David he's literally setting himself up to fail by being like well, this is the thing this is the thing he's immature he's childish Yeah, he doesn't think about his he's so yeah. desperately he's like, this, this yeah. battle his internally. overriding thought is not I've got to do what's best for Wernham Hogg or anything. It's like, how do I save face? How do they like yeah, me? Yeah, how do I keep them on? How do I keep my friends? How do I just prove that I'm just a chilled out entertainer? Yeah, I don't and, want them know, to not like and, me. And yeah, in his yeah. typical Brent way, he ends this by saying a joke, like meeting adjourned. Meeting as adjourned. If, as if they're going to sort of forget everything this yeah, yeah, And they're yeah, just going to yeah. say, oh, that's funny. He ended it like that. That's, <laughs> meeting that, adjourned. That's my takeaway from yeah. this meeting. So that's, that, that's obviously the, the meeting that he has. And then we cut to a scene with um, Dawn... Uh, playing with Tim's hair and telling him that he can't do anything. An with equally his hair. important scene in the show, in the episode, because it it sets up for the first time in the episode, quite near the end, mm. the the will they won't name a romantic relationship with, Dawn with and Tim, Tim and Dawn. Yeah, yeah in That's such first... like a small way. And it's really sweet, isn't it? That scene where they're just they're standing around. They clearly both got work to do, but they're just rather. Just very natural around. scene that they really look like. I saw Tim and Dawn's chemistry, you know, is, is fantastic. And they're doing it in a joke way, though. It's not like yeah. she's running his hand for No, it's not sensual. It's, it's not like, sensual. It's, it's, yeah, no, she's it's making not, not a sexual day. <laughs> <laughs> and she's taking Sorry, the piss. Man, it, ends, it ends with a bit of banter where she takes the piss out of his hair. Not it's not like yeah. There's, no, you can't do anything with your hair. It's, and yeah, it's, it's, playful. Yeah. it's, a, it's a laugh, and it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. I'm, not, and I'm going to call it now, Tim and Dawn are UK's answer to Ross and Rachel. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 100%. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're the one couple that everybody's rooting Could for. Could you if really this compare was, those two characters? Ab- absolutely, because they're, yeah, the, they're, yeah. they're, they're the will from the public to get for them to yeah. get together. On the last scene, I know we're jumping ahead, the last scene of the Christmas special is just an absolute win. It's just catharsis, yeah, yeah. We've been building I mean, yeah, I mean, it is lovely the way it validates everything in the end, isn't it? And it doesn't validate you at all, really, throughout, and then you let it in that final and I moment. think that that whole relationship is what gets most people on side on the office there's some people are put off by the cringe 
some people are put off by like the kind of mundanity of it. Most people are like, okay, there's a bit of a romance bubbling up here. I'm gonna watch it because mm. it's you know it's it's a more of a classic sitcom thing, which is which is fine. It's great, and I think again, I think that is what puts The Office above. Above the average, almost every, not almost just every the average, above, yeah, above, it, it puts the it up there the with the greats because it's got this romantic through line. Oh, it's a sitcom at the top of the pile. Top of the pile of other sitcoms. There's another scene where Tim is leaning on Dawn's reception desk, just talking, yes, yeah, flirting, yeah. whatever you want to call no, it. He's, he's, he's really flirting. It's just that they have that natural rapport. They're very, and yeah, it's almost, he's kind uh, yeah. of a little bit flirting. Yeah, he's flirting, but without the... I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like natural flirting. Yeah, he obviously knows that she has a boyfriend. He's probably thinking that at some point she's going to realise. He's trying to convince her to go for a drink. Yeah, of course, yeah, sorry, I forget. Yeah, no, he's trying to... But he's under the guise of, you know, as a friend. I meant as a friend, Yeah, 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 as a friend. He wants to come out for a few with the team. With everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to kind of get her away from the office and then that. And then we get introduced to... Lee. Lee. Yeah, so previously we've only seen through a picture on her desk, which is... Our or uh, no, I was going to say our, our quintessential alpha male. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, kind of. There's no real alpha male in that office. Who is it who plays them? They're all in the warehouse. We find out. They're all in the warehouse, right? The, the sort of um, Lee, Lee embodies everything that Tim isn't really. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. she's she and although as as you were saying earlier, Jack, you don't establish instantly that Lee is a bit of an arsehole. He's not horrible like Finchy, but he's a, he is a bit of an arsehole. That is established, but. What is established, I think, is that Dawn and Lee are a bit of a mismatch. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're not that comfortable together. You can see her giving him this look like, you know, she's a bit uncomfortable around him. He's a little well, bit... He immediately shuts down the He shuts fun. her down. The, well, the, the, the fun that yeah. Dawn and Tim well, she have. asks his permission, which, yeah. which yeah. gives you an insight to that yeah, at all. Yeah, gives you an insight. He's like, oh, should we go out for it? She invites him. No, she says, do you mind if we... Do, do you mind, do you mind if, we, if we, right? we go for a... And, and, then she, I, and then he's like, straight away, no, no, we've got to go. I think the line is written in a way that implies that he's kind of unofficially invited as well. Yeah, it's by extension. Straight away as well. No, we've got to go because he's not interested in... And I think probably he can tell that Tim fancies her. Oh, I think he knows. I, he also yeah. and he plays with it later, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He yeah. plays with it, but he doesn't see Tim he as a threat. There as well. right, I have the, the quote. Here. He yeah, sees yeah, Tim yeah, as yeah, no yeah. threat. You know. Yeah. Thankfully, I printed the script here, so I have it. Right. So that's brilliant. That's what's brilliant. in the bag? And that the the, the the pause is held for a brilliant amount of time. They both say they're lying over the top of each other. What's in the bag? And he says, "Oh, just tell her I'll be outside." Yeah, yeah. See you later. Take care, mate. Yeah. See you later. After that, yeah, that pregnant. They both come in at the exact same time, and yeah. it's, it's it's perfect. It's absolutely spot on. I think I think the guy Joel Becker. I think he's perfect for Lee. I think he because he's an alpha, right? He's a total. He's the embodiment of the alpha male. He's he in is, charge. Yeah. So Tim Tim's just like fuck off, you know, weaselly little little, you know, that's like, how uh, like, Tim. like yeah, like yeah, um, Whereas actually, legitimately, Tim is you know the the, the, the subject of Dawn's true affection. And really. like you said, he doesn't see Tim as a threat at all, and that's yeah. because he doesn't see them playing with each other's hair. Because he's he's just dominant, so he's he's only he's just seeing... completely oblivious to, yeah. to 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 the side of Dawn that comes he would, out. He would never imagine that Dawn him. would actually. Yeah, like exactly. Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like you said, there is actually no alpha males in that. There's no alpha in, in the office. Nothing, yeah. And they're sort of all down the warehouse. So you Gareth can see is, why in the office environment, Dawn would be alpha. 
No, he tries to be. Though. He yeah. tries to be. He's a wannabe. He's the only one trying to be. But you can see why in that office environment, with no one, with no other options, Dawn would be kind of um, not attracted. I don't mean attracted in this way, but like uh, would would gravitate towards Tim as like a like-minded person. Yeah. And, and then over the course of eight years or so, working in the same fall office, fall in love with him. Would yeah, would yeah. would because they have they've fallen in love, and that's established. You know, they're very kindred spirits. You can see the deep affection. You can see how comfortable they are. Instantly, we're playing her uh, playing with his hair. It's so comfortable. Yeah. And I say it's not. There's not sexual connotation to it it's you know it's not a sexual scene but you know, it's, <laughs> um, but um but there is just a warmth to the, the way yeah, they interact warmth. that's what it is and yeah. that's what like i said i think that that relationship is what um sets the office as a show above what people assume or what a lot of people assume mm. it is and just what it gets written off as is just mundane cringe mm. humour and it's, very it's got a humanity to it it's got heart very British heart, as well yeah. isn't it this sort of unspoken chemistry that yeah. goes on I mean, yeah. if it was an American show which obviously it later is they, 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 they come out in a much more dramatic way wearing... yeah and I think in like the first yeah, episode so doesn't Pam say oh I really like it yeah but it, you don't need yeah. that in this it's quite, it's quite established that it's, it's, there's a lot of British culture and British sort of ways of dealing with things and mannerisms in there I mean I've shown The Office to some Spanish friends of mine and they do not get it no because they would just say they would, yeah, yeah exactly that's more or less an exact remake probably I don't know there's remakes but, all but, over the world man I would not be surprised uh, they, they don't get it they, they don't get it because it, they don't have that reserve that they, just, whole reserve they don't have that Right. Yeah, just exactly. direct. Well, yeah. I, I, what Tim and Dawn wouldn't happen. I don't know if it was know. Gervais that said it, or I think it's just a reviewer or something. But they said it's almost like Jane Austen, isn't it? It goes mm. back to that whole mm. British uh, um, the tradition of the, like, the tradition of just kind the of unspoken like holding back, and yeah, being yeah. unspoken, yeah, being exactly. overly conscious yeah, yeah. about what you can and can't say. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and because the cameras are on again, brilliant yeah. choice. This is why and the, then, mo- 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 and the documentary the, form just. Uh, it perfectly fits in with the. They said they have to be reserved and they yeah. can't tell each other. There's and some the absurdity shots. that comes from that suppression. Yeah, absurd yeah. acts where it comes out sideways in other ways. Yeah, and, you yeah. know. There's, yeah. there's some wonderful shots throughout where you just catch one of them looking at the other yeah. as well. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? There's nothing to. said. It's just one shot, and it will yeah. be Dawn sort of leaning on the desk, looking mm. at him yeah. when he's talking to Donna or something, and likewise when he, you know, and it's just wonderful oh, it's how perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. for me. Perfect. 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 So we've got. Um, the crescendo of this back and forth with Ricky, sorry, with David Brent and Dawn, where basically he oh, brings the big, her the, in. The, the big punchline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, big yeah. punchline with a, a gut punchline, really, where he, <laughs> he brings Dawn in, and, and it's all for Ricky's benefit. I know, and it always befuddled me, that scene, a little bit. Like, it's it's far more malicious than Brent has ever been in. Where he accuses uh, Yeah, so he Dawn brings Dawn in. It's, just it's a little actually pr- a very malicious This prank. is a practical joke. Yeah, don't give me away, Ricky. Don't give me yeah, away. Yeah. Okay, Dawn, can you come in, please? It's far nastier than you expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ricky's <laughs> yeah. face plays it so he accu- well. He well. accuses Dawn of uh, stealing posting notes and says, "I'm going to have to fire you now, and I don't have to pay you severance because it's gross, gross misconduct." She starts and, crying her eyes yeah. out, and you're like, "What did he expect to happen? Yeah. With? What was the best thing? At what point did he think all of them were going to laugh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, it was never going to happen. Ricky, yeah, Oliver Chris's face just absolutely. He looks like the, he wants the floor to open up. And yeah, just imagine that yeah, on your yeah. first day. And, and there's a, there's a bit of physical comedy between those two because Brent Ricky Gervais is very short and that guy's very tall yeah, and he's sitting there awkwardly yeah, with his legs yeah. crossed and then Brent's just sort of short and, and Lucy Davis plays it brilliantly as well amazing yeah uh, because if you compare it to the pre-pilot which you can see on YouTube you can see I think they've taken it's split into four parts and they've taken down the middle two but part four is still up and that's where the original version of this scene is played and the woman that plays June who is the original Dawn gets kind of angry and like really really plays the, plays it really big 
Yeah. Like she, you can, she sobs kind of like really kind of hysterically. Whereas yeah. Lucy Davis, she knows the cameras are at dawn. She knows the cameras are on. She kind of like she's just quietly, yeah, yeah. trying yeah. to cover her face. Yeah, it's it's very well played by her. And then of course he tells her it was a joke yeah. in a really sheepish oh. way. Yeah, like when you like, joke yeah, we were doing like when you're at school and you, line, and you like, accidentally upset a girl and you've got a, that line. Sorry. Good girl. Yeah, well, she's crying. Have you gone there though when you when you've made a joke and you've maybe gone too far and you have to get out of it? Yeah. And you can, you must, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Well, it's, speci- it's, it's especially with when you're a kid and it happens, and it happens with girls. Like, yeah, and you make someone cry. And your teacher or your parents go, you've upset her now, and you're like, I'm sorry. And like, yeah, really absolutely. Sheepish, yeah. It's, it's pathetic, just, isn't it? And he just sits there looking at his bit of paper going, oh, yeah, she probably do that later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he can't even look That's like, the That is almost like Basil Fawlty when... Like, uh, like, nothing's happened. When Basil Fawlty and his siblings telling him off, and he goes, oh, what's that? And he sort of starts scratching at the wall to try and get a little scuff off. And it ends with, the whole episode ends with, Dawn saying, you're a sad little man. Yeah, and he goes, you am I? wanker. Am yeah, I? No, no, that's yeah. it. You're a wanker. And he goes, am I? And that sets up the question of the whole show, which is, is he a wanker? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think for doing that, he's a bit of a wanker regardless of the Yeah, he's not a malicious wanker. No. That's what that scene I was surprised, you know. No, I mean, I mean, let's face it. After series one, episode one, if you asked me that night what I thought of David Brent, I'd think, what an awful boss. And to be honest, after series one, but it's over the course of the two series that you grow to love him. I advised with him quite quickly. I, I, I can see that how, after, just again, because it's been so long since I've only seen this one episode. It's been mm. 17 years since I had no other context. I can see how someone watching just one episode just that one episode without knowing the rest of the series would kind of question like is this a person I want to watch for mm. yeah no because he does come across as a nasty piece of yeah, work in yeah. that last scene he does yeah, in yeah. that last scene it's the only time where I feel like he, 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 he's a bit nasty like. I think someone said earlier that Dawn's basically his punching bag isn't it and this scene yeah. underscores that a hundred times Which I, it's only through talking about it now and but, but I've kind of I came to that conclusion yeah. Yeah, like, mm. it's kind of it's a mother-son relationship he needs to be mothered and he also he takes, just takes things out there because he knows that well he assumes well, that yeah. she'll just take they say you hurt the ones you love it. right I yeah, mean, exactly. and, and, and yeah, the yeah. thing is he knows that in his darkest moments when he needs to have someone because he feels like this place is a right shithole yeah. Dawn's the one yeah, he can exactly. go to to and corner he, he knows he exactly he <laughs> found a lump yeah we talked about that but he, he can corner her and have a perfectly captive audience that will just nod along to him and so therefore she's the easiest one to lash out at mm. and, and try and show off to, with so yeah, yeah. poor old Dawn a <laughs> <laughs> new Dawn and it ends with um, the whole episode ends with this uh, this David Brent's final talking head which includes one of the classic uh, one of the classic lines Dan do you want to read it out? I don't, think I, I don't think anyone else can do it justice okay what's the single most important thing for a company is it the building is it the stock is it the turnover? No. It's the people. Investment in people. My proudest moment here wasn't when I increased profit by 17% or cut expenditure without losing a single member of staff. No. It was a young Greek guy, first job in the country, hardly spoke a word of English, but he came to me and said, Mr. Brent, will you be the godfather to my child? Didn't happen in the end. I had to get rid of him. He was rubbish. He was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it just ends with a laugh. He was rubbish. He, he was rubbish. Yeah. yeah. And it just did just straight away cut. Imagine okay. what a boost of laugh. Yeah. What yeah. a boost of Brent's ego that must have been if that really <laughs> happened. Imagine if one of his staff asked him yeah. to be the godfather to his child. But style. again, if that's true, that's a clue that people like him. Again, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it is peppered with these clues, isn't it? It makes you wonder. Is. I hope by first the end couple. of this series we get to we have discovered we whether or not. Bit. Yeah, we we're talking it out. Yeah. I've had a nervous breakdown. A little bit of fun now. <laughs> so yeah, you know, we're having a laugh. 
we work hard, we play hard, <laughs> play too bloody hard sometimes, partly down to me. <laughs> so, I've prepared nine questions relating to series one, episode one of The Office. They're ridiculously easy and everyone's going to get them straight away because we're all complete geeks, but you never know. Play at home. For, play some, at home. Of you, for some of you playing play at home, home, it might be a little bit home. more difficult. So, first of all, I'm going to go around everyone because everyone's got a buzzer that is a quote. So, James, what's your buzzer? Cancer with animal testicles. <laughs> yeah, you see, he's laughing. And, and he's listened to it before. So that's, the kind of, that's the kind of joke we're looking at. And Seth, all right, yours? so that's mine. Get a cock, get a cock, get a cock. Yep. Yeah. And Jack, yours? Into the fire. Okay, okay, good. Mine's right. longer than your guys. Yours, you guys. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay, so whoever buzzes in first gets the answer, right? Oh, gonna, uh, so right. Now, so right. you have to call it though. It's up to you because yeah. The, yeah, they're all going to go off at the same time. Question number one: What is Tim reading when David Bren walks in to talk about his drunken night out? The dictionary. Yes. What dictionary? Came, Collins English Dictionary. The Collins Gem French to English Dictionary. Correct. <laughs> no way. Why is he reading a French to English? I've never really got that. He was. Really? All right, I knew it was college, but so I need yeah. to keep score here. So is that a one point for Seth? Indeed. Yes, it is. Yes, right, right, number two is, what does David Brent send the girls out to get to cheer them up? Flowers. Oh, no. James. Plants. Plants, oh, yes. Oh, fucking hell, it is plants, isn't it? Yes. Flowers are technically oh. plants, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but specifically... <laughs> okay, number three. Now, this is a challenging one. I'm going to give it to whoever gets nearest. So... What was the date of the tra original transmission of the office? What date? Can someone give right. me an exact date? Cancer with animal testicles. Oh, I heard Mine Jack. Mine was louder, but I think Jack got it. I think Jack got it. Okay, Jack, can you give um, me a date? September the 12th, 2001. It was not the day after the Twin Towers. You got the year, right? <laughs> <laughs> can I say, I think it was October the 6th. So whoever's closest, right? Right, so whoever's closest. Well, so I would say, oh, hang on. Um, you have to I, press your buzzer, press it. Okay. Why? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You've got a huge apartment um, now. I'm going to say, I'm just going to go with my birthday, February 22nd, well, 2001. Jack will actually win it because the actual date was July the 9th, 2001. Oh, was it that early? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, thought it was, I thought it was a... So uh, September the 12th. One all. It wasn't. It, it was, was a summer, summer show. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, July. Scores currently at one all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. I'm He's agreeing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had quite low, quite low viewing figures at first for that reason, but it was repeated in. Um, yeah. I didn't watch well, it. I didn't watch it, it, it when it first came out. Yeah, it got it. It, I it, think it, I it built it. up. It built up an audience. I think I watched that right. second, right? Especially when it came out on DVD, yeah, and then repeats before series two. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So then it was series two that really capitalised. Bloody mm. repeats. Is this recording? Bloody repeats. Normally flash. You didn't catch it originally. Okay. Um, number four. This is quite difficult. This is a two-part question. I thought you said these were really easy. Well. Yeah. For geeks. For geeks. Right. This is a two-part of this one. So two points for whoever gets this. Uh, what is Gareth Carworth before and after doing it up? Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh, testicles. Okay, I heard the cancer of the testicles <coughs> first. So what is it, James? £1,200 to start with, yeah. and £3,000 afterwards. Correct. Oh, Two points. Is that both points, correct? Yes. Two points. Uh, these, are, these are actually good questions. Yeah, I, thought, yeah, I, I yeah. thought I'd be all over this. No, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very thought-provoking, now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Question number five. You will never beat me. <laughs> yeah, okay. You will not win. Okay. <laughs> now, this is easy and we've discussed it. Well, no, it's hard, actually, but we discussed it, so you should all get it. Okay. Um, when Ricky's walking around with David, what does he comment that he managed to get? What? What? 
Well, well, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no, he oh, means he needs to go. Oh, oh, oh. He managed to scrape it first. I give it to him. I'll give it to him, even though James just basically told you the answer by mentioning well, his degree. Oh, I can read yeah. it. I can you through me. I was like, it's not yeah. my fault. I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I was it's my fault. He's walking around. I'm just so. giving him a sporting chance because I'm leading ahead. I'm, you know, absolutely okay. pissing on you. Yeah. Yeah. How many questions left, Danny? Can no, I actually only, get pulled? There's <laughs> only four more questions. There's four more questions okay, out. Okay, still pull this back. Come on. Number three. Six. One more if you need it. You've got the date one, to be fair. Oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? What is Dawn reading when Brent walks in to discuss particular cancer? When Brent, the you actually finished the question. He said, what does he read when Brent was in to discuss tat cancer of the old testing? <laughs> <laughs> but his is the loudest. Oh, God, yeah, God. All right. We're it was Ben on popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. That's another point for me. Okay, number seven. What is the name of the guy who Brent thinks does the best Ali G impression? I think I heard into the fray then. Uh, Sanj. Sanj. Yeah. Very good. Again, so that's easy. A quick score update. James is flying with four. Word. Jack and Seth are both on two. Have you got any more questions after this, Danny? Just two more. Are these any all going to be about that? the office, Danny? Oh, there's one about a series canal in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, number eight. How many post-it notes does Brent accuse Dawn of stealing at what price? Uh, wasn't it 100 post-it notes at 1,000? No. No, 1,000 post-it notes. 1,000 pound a post-it note. No, yeah, yeah. yeah thousand. Thousand. wait, he's... He, no. Yeah, a thousand. A thousand post-it notes. Oh, well, now I remember that. What price? Someone, and what price per post-it note? 26p, isn't it? No. 12p. 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 Yeah. Okay, you can have half. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a, a bit of a cock-up there. Yeah. You had a cock, you had a cock. Half. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so number nine. What does David Brent suggest as the possible three most important things before deciding it's actually the people? Is it the... Is that from this episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. it is. Oh, God. What's the most important thing to a company? Is it the... Yeah, there's three things. Yeah. And I want... Yeah. Is it the... Oh, wait, what? One point. So two so points if we've you can got... get all three of them. All right, all right, hang on. So One if you only get two. two. Let me say it like that, anyway. So, what's the most important thing to a company? Is it the turnover? Mm. Mm. Is it the office? No. Building? No. Oh, you only, you only have three guesses. All right, I fucked it. I fucked it. Right. Okay, you can get one point for that then. Okay, and for another point, can anyone give me the last one? So, we've had the building turnover, and the third thing is it the profits? Not all about profits. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like management. Is there false profits? Accountability? No, no, that doesn't make sense. Does the no. stock. The stock. Uh, the building, uh, the turnover, the stock. This is scary, Danny. Danny. Don't, don't tell me any more questions in I stock. think Jack should lose half a point for that answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Accountability. <laughs> Actually, was he? Accountability. So James has won by a, a flying margin. So James wins this podcast. That's well, James I win the quiz. Wins. That's the real quiz. That's the real quiz. But the real winners... I think it's all of us. Well, hopefully it will be the people that download this and listen to this. I mean, cards on the table, guys. We are just fans of the show. This is our first time we've ever tried to do a podcast. So it might not be very good. It might be something that you quite enjoy listening to. I think we should believe in our podcast. I do, I do. But to be honest... Listen to it before you start slagging. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all I'm saying, I'm just just sort of laying the the foundations for a quick exit if it's really shit. (laughs) Much like the real office... It picks up. It'll pick up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh, just just to keep you listening, there is a really intense love story interwoven. Oh yes. Between... Yeah. Who's it going to be? Who was running their hands through whose hair? Yeah. Yeah. So what, here today, you mean? Yeah, here today. Yeah. Here today. I wasn't doing that. Was I? That, oh. Was that while I was downstairs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave you guys. And there's also going to be a redundancy. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> 
You're not going to lose your podcast. Your <laughs> We've done that. We've done that. <laughs> So, thanks for listening, everybody. We just wanted to have a quick shout out to let you know that we've got social media out there, as everybody has these days. We've got uh, Facebook so far, which is uh, Wern and Blog. Uh, you can just find us by searching for that. You can sort of add us as a friend or like the page, um, send us messages, anything you think we maybe you'd like to hear us touch on in the next Please episode. Please massage. <laughs> Any questions or maybe uh, you know quiz questions that you think Danny might be able to to use? Any points you want to bring up? You know, yeah, anything you'd up. like to hear us talking and our or just, about. or just criticism, criticism would be nice. We love their criticism. Yeah, anything, just want to slag us off. Yeah, slag yeah. Yeah. I'm imagining you probably want to hear more Danny. Because, yeah. yeah. What do you know about Because he's, so, yeah. he's sitting so far away from the mic. So, yeah, listen, lots listen, of feedback listen to about us, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Drop us a line, we will respond. If you're not already, uh, join the UK Office Greatest Quotes. It's a Facebook group and it's full of like minded quotas. Um, so, this whole thing started. Absolutely. We talked about it earlier on in the, cast, in the podcast, but um, yeah, always good to have more members. So wherever you're listening to this, please rate, review, subscribe. That drives up our um, our rankings on the lists. And I think that's how podcasts work. I, really know. I think <laughs> so. I'm not really Sorry, sure. I've not done just one swinging before. It here, really, yeah. <laughs> just basically, if you liked it and you want to get in touch with us and say, you know, whatever, please do. Yeah. Yeah. Good show. Don't leave us any bad uh, reviews. Well, well you, you can. Otherwise, yeah. you can go off like Malcolm and. You know. Yeah. Fuck Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Malcolm. Yeah, we just go off and fuck Malcolm. For this more than anything, that Malcolm is probably one of the least liked characters. Malcolm Finchy, yeah. You know, drop us a Malcolm. line if you, if you actually like Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. anyone who likes Malcolm, that's what I want to talk about. Or if about. you are Malcolm, what's the actual <laughs> name again? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I feel like, we, I feel like <laughs> we almost had a bit of an Andrew Sachs moment there. Yeah. 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 That's what we need to do. We need to somehow get this to yeah. uh, who plays Malcolm? Robin Hooper. Yeah, so if we can get Robin Hooper to somehow, that's that's the goal. That's my goal. And maybe even if Robin Hooper wants to join us. Yeah, he could come in as a guest. That'd be amazing. Walk into James's little living room. <laughs> <laughs> his little cat room. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, anyway, thanks again for listening everybody it really means a lot and um we hope we can bring you some more episodes we're going to do one episode per episode so yeah so the next episode will be out uh next week and it'll be on episode two so yeah look forward to listening to that bye 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 bye, bye. 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 bye.